Welcome to How to Be a Texan. How you doing, Kevin? Great. How are you? Uh, man, I, I'm good. It's uh, good to be back in person, I think. I think so. Yeah. Andrew? I am good t- uh, as well. <laughs> I was going to say I'm good too, but that's not good. It was like there was, a, there was a period and then Grammar. you decided, nope, I'll put a comma there. <laughs> so... It was, it was a, a semicolon. It was a last second uh, comma. I never understood where to put the semicolon in a sentence, right? Yeah, I don't either. That was kind of it, though. I am Andrew, semicolon, I am well. I think th- I think you can make that work. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I always, felt, I always felt like it. I have zero confidence in it. Yeah. <laughs> I just always felt like if it was getting really long and I had a bunch of commas, I'd just start throwing some semicolons in to I, I think so. spice it up a little and, bit. And, and now, now my big deal is if I have a really long sentence and some really complex thoughts that I want to say, Kevin, I'd like to tell you about the following, colon, and then I'll go blah, 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 col- semicolon, and then I can do three of those. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. The power of a semicolon. So, but I mean, you're a blogger now, right? I I've I saw doing, your blog post. I'm doing I, some of that, yeah. I've promoted it on LinkedIn for Thank you. you. By, Thank by clicking you so like. Much. By clicking like, it immediately went out to my thousands of <laughs> followers. <so. laughs> well, it was fantastic. It was very meaningful. That was a good blog. It was a good blog. Yeah, it was too long for you to read, but that's okay. It was really good. I didn't think it was very long at all. It was oh, like a, it really? Was like a one pager. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Hey, but we're not talking about semicolons today, right? Oh no. How does a semicolon impact your life as a Texan? I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. I've never asked anybody that question. But hey, today, Kevin, I'm sure it was invented in Texas <laughs> <laughs> by Mister Semi. Yeah, the rest of the world was just using commas and struggling. And Texas, like, we're let's, gonna kick it up a notch. Let's add a super complex. Yeah. You know, grammatical thing that nobody understands how to use to try to make sense out of our language. Except attorneys, and they use it wrong. (laughs) But they, but they're attorneys, so they say that it's right. Right, right, right. (laughs) It always drives me crazy. Attorneys do weird things. They send back red lines, but they're usually not red lines. They're usually like yellow highlights. Yeah, I mean, how bizarre is that? Or grammatically (laughs) incorrect, and I'm correcting an attorney. How Mm. bad is that? That's horrible, man. Because they they overuse commas all the time. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you don't back to twelfth grade, Miss Simpson in my English class, you don't use a comma there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree, man. Just saying. Andrew's just looking at us like we're crazy. I don't understand all of this attorney humor. These are the struggles of, you know, contract humor, right? <laughs> and dealing with legal teams and yeah. You know. Yeah. And they don't like it when I use dashes just for pause and the effect. They don't like that at all. <laughs> I like the use of a strategic dash. Right. Strategic death. <laughs> right. right. Anyway, okay, fine. Hey, today we're not talking about Texas grammar, right? I don't think so. But we could. But there's a lot more. I could go like, all day with our, grammar. Where I work, there's an obsession right now with uh-huh. in presentations you can't use, which is grammatically correct. People like to capitalize every word. Like if oh, you're suddenly in PowerPoint, every word's capitalized. Drives. I correct that all the time. Yeah. I, I have wasted so much of my life uncapitalizing inappropriately capitalized words. Right, right. I do that a lot lately. Just because in a PowerPoint they think, oh, well, it needs to be capitalized for emphasis. I'm like, no, we're still in grammar here. Right, right, exactly. And no periods at the end of these bullet points. Yeah. It's just the thing that drives me. Another thing that drives me crazy <laughs> is the use of IE or over EG. You ever get into that? Oh, oh yeah, that makes me mad. People have no idea. Yeah. 
That's true. No idea. I'm probably guilty of that one, though. Yeah. I'm not a big EG guy. I'm a big EG yeah, guy. I know you are. We've had that talk before. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Yeah, I'm EG over IE, but you know, hey, to EG. Usually, on. instead of IE or EG, it, the responses I get back usually contain like a WTF. <laughs> 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 in front of my sentence, like, okay, no, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll correct it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not to emoji responses yet. <laughs> Thank goodness. L- I still actually. LOL. <laughs> Could you imagine putting an LOL in a contract? You yeah. Know, like sending it back to the other attorney, like, LOL, you got to take that one out. Or a, or a poop icon, like, I really don't like this at all. <laughs> So stupid. Anywho, uh, hey, right. today I thought we'd talk about something a little, <laughs> a little lighter. You know, not t- you know grammar. I mean, yeah. grammar is so boring. Right. Golly, right. Wake up, everybody. We're going to talk about our topic now. And so today I thought, hey, we're in the middle of a of a pandemic. Can oh you believe God. that? Yes, I can. It just keeps going. It keeps going on and on. And Putin's on. got the answer, though, right? You said he had injected his daughter. His daughter. That's right. Yeah. But it, the, the the thing that I just read yesterday was that he'd only injected like six, 40 or 60 people. Like total. Really? For like their trial. Injection inside or almost a cleaning. That's kind of how he's doing it, I think. What? No. And the, the worst part <laughs> is, you know, like on a real trial, like when you're testing something out, you've either, you've either got like the live thing and then you've also got a placebo. Yeah, okay. in the kunk flu. Thank you, President Trump. <laughs> it's either the 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 thing you're trying to test, and then you've got a placebo right beside it. Right. And so if you're going to inject a hundred thousand with this, you've got a hundred thousand with the placebo, and you're watching to see what happens. Right. In Putin's thing, Putin's thing, whatever, he injected like forty people only with the immunization, no placebos. Mm. And it's showing some antibodies. He's like, yeah, they're looking pretty good to me. So <laughs> we'll just roll with it. Yeah. Just give it to my daughter. Yeah. Well, that's what. Yeah. So anyway, I was talking to a guy that I work with who's a really, really brilliant guy, and he has spent a lot of time like reading scientific journals about this vaccine research. Right. And he said, I think we'll have a, a vaccine like in record time. And I yeah. said, why is that? And he said because of the gene splicing technology that they have now. I believe that. Um, And so he, and I don't know all the details of it, but he explained it. And he said, I'm very confident that we'll have, you know, something by May of next year. Okay. And and he said end of this year, like they're talking, probably have something. But definitely by, he thinks May of next year, it'll be pretty solid. Oh, that's fantastic. That makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah, just the genetic um, splicing that they can do. I guess, I don't know a lot about it, but I guess in the past, it just was kind of, random mutations they were trying to figure out which ones would you know kind of help build your immunity of the virus but now they're they can go in and specifically splice specific patterns of genes together and kind of test that out and kind of expedite the whole process that makes is my very basic understanding no that makes a tremendous amount of sense (coughs) yeah with the computing power that we have today to go and actually dissect the COVID 19 strain itself Mm -hmm. and then to figure out how to counteract that yep that's amazing COVID-19 exactly (laughs) wow gene splicing yeah that's amazing it really is amazing no for real that's amazing okay okay well that's great news Kevin thank you there you go and hopefully we'll have it before the election yeah yeah well, no, I think after the election, I'll be, I'll be gone anyway. <laughs> it's all fake this news. This is all conspiracy. 
Yeah, November 4th is the deadline for the COVID. Right, yeah. right, right. The okay. Vanish will disappear. It was, it was supposed to disappear in April, but it's hanging around a little bit longer. Yeah, it's supposed to be gone by Easter. Well, you know, hey, so. remember the Spanish flu was, what, three years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was uh, 1918 through 1920. Yeah. It was when the Spanish flu went through the yeah. U.S. Well, the, the world Chinese war. virus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a different one, but yeah. that was a Spanish one. Yeah. So now it's always got to. Why, do, why does a pandemic have to be associated with a country? Because everybody wants to like blame the country. So we're which blaming. Which is why, you know, most of the world is calling it COVID 19, except for. The Chinese virus. <laughs> Kung flu. Yeah. Now okay. they were trying to intentionally not do that with this one by calling it COVID-19. Yeah. But we still call it the Spanish flu. We do. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. All right. But yeah. there you go. Hey, well, so we've talked about some really important topics here. Grammar, <laughs> coronavirus, and now I'd like to spin genetic, into... Uh, genetic splicing. Genetic splicing. Or gene splicing. The yeah. use of a semicolon appropriately yes. or not. Which is almost as difficult as gene splicing. I think so. Opinion. I think, well, with attorneys especially. And I'm not an attorney, but I right. should have been because whatever. Anyway, right. but then I thought some another important topic would be... I got hairy legs. Is that where you want to go? No. <laughs> no. No, I wanted to talk about football. Oh. Oh, okay. Because... <laughs> Because it's it's not controversial, it's not political, it's football. Oh, it's not controversial. Come on. Hasn't there what, been some controversy here? What's controversial about football? I thought, I haven't followed it much, but I thought there was some controversy about the high school football here in Texas. Well, to be or not to be. I mean, yeah. there's always that. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot that are saying we should not. Yeah. Versus there are a lot that are saying, well, we should. Right, right. And, and sure enough, for the most part, we we are, at least in Texas. We're moving forward with football. Now, is that at all levels? Because I, I know for a while, like, we're 4A, right? And yeah. Argyle, wasn't there something with the 5A or well, 5A, 6A? Well, 5A and forward? 6A hadn't even started yet. Yeah, that's what I was So thinking. it's really interesting. You've got, you've got the smaller schools, or at least 4A. I don't know about like six-man and three and two and whatever. I don't think that's happening, actually. Yeah, I can see six-man, one, two, three. Maybe they just say, we're scrapping the 2020 season. Yeah. We're not doing that. Yeah. Six-man, what is this, Canada? <laughs> no, out in, out out in, in the West Panhandle Texas. and yeah. all that. There's a ton, and it's really competitive. Yeah, You know, you've got to touch the ball two times. So, like when in six-man football, I just read this. It's really interesting. So, the center hikes it to the, quote, quarterback. The quarterback's got to give it to somebody else before they can throw it downfield. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Isn't that fun? Interesting. Well, is that because this just would be otherwise just so easy just to I have no you know, idea. burn them? Yeah, because there's only six guys on defense know, or something. But I think it's awesome. It reminds yeah. me of flag football back in college because we did a ton of that. Like we'd get it, pitch it to somebody else, and then the quarter, the first quarterback would go out for a pass, and you you know, it's super yeah. fun. How fun! We is used that? to play speed football in off season. It was oh, kind of yeah. like that. Yeah, it was just like continuous, continuous play, and that's where I broke my collarbone. It was oh, on speed football, man. Yeah. It's not a shame. Yeah. Man, that's a real shame. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so back to football though, <laughs> but um, so. It, we've talked about that before. We've already had a whole episode. Matter of fact, we probably talked multiple episodes just about high school football and the impact in Texas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a quote that's really funny, and it goes back to uh, Coach Tom Landry. You remember who Coach Tom Landry was? Are you serious? 
I'm just quoting. Tom Landry? Yeah, Tom Landry. You yeah. remember, you remember yeah. who he was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah uh, you remember uh, Vince Lombardi? You ever heard of that guy, Vince Lombardi? Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. but I'm saying, for, for reference, <laughs> a lot of our Greenland and Iceland friends probably may not know who Coach well, Tom Landry is. They may not, but I do, yeah. yeah. But I, who, I, I definitely do. Who was he? He was the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys for about 20 years. And what was he known for? Uh, he was known for... A lot of things. What do you mean? Uh, Mainly just his hat. I just liked his hat. He was known for his hat. I he was also him. known for being very stoic on the sideline, very right. calm. He would wear a suit to every game. He would. He was known as being a very classy guy. Very classy. He invented the fedora is what I heard. <laughs> he is didn't invent the fedora. That's back to Stetson. <laughs> Let's go back to episode 60-whatever on yeah. our, our hat. Well, I heard Tom Landry is actually in the Stetson lineage. Really? No. No, I mean, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but you just gene mutated that over. Yeah. You're like, oh, I think so. Yeah, I think Landry should be But yeah. he, he and Vince Lombardi. Vince Lombardi's the famous, you know, Green Bay Packers head coach. It was like their big rivalry in the '60s, early '70s. Right. They were both assistant coaches together at uh, the New York Giants. So okay. Lombardi was the offensive guy. Uh, Landry was the defensive guy. I didn't realize they were <laughs> yeah. together. Okay. Yeah, and so they kind of both came from that lineage, and then when they went out, they were constantly building, and they were both geniuses, Yeah, constantly building and innovating new offensive schemes or defensive schemes to beat the other. I'll be. You know, so things like the shotgun formation yeah. and um, a lot of different innovative things, the flex defense. Right. You know, the flex defense he had built because Lombardi created this method of uh, running the ball on offense where rather than just going through a specific hole, he had this scheme where he would tell the runner, go to daylight, right? Mm -hmm. So the quarterback give the ball, you go find the daylight. Well, Landry Landry responded to that by creating the flex defense, which moved a couple of guys back off off the line. Okay, so they could be more flexible and to close the to daylight. see where the guy was going yeah. nice. and go there. Yeah, nice. So it's kind of cool how they would go back and forth against each other over oh, the years. Man. Would Tom yeah. Landry qualify for a Texas Legends? Absolutely, episode? absolutely. Absolutely. Is he was he born? He wasn't born in Texas, right? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure he was. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I looked it up one time. I'm pretty sure he was. But he he's was. in the Ring of yeah. Honor. My goodness. Of course he's got Ring to be a or, Texas uh, legend. Fo- Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was born in Mission, Texas. Ah, uh, even better. All right. All yeah. right. Sign us up for a future so, episode yeah. there. So anyway, the point of today is I thought that in light of the pandemic, so let me let me put my uh, postulate or my theory out for the, the episode once we're way past even introducing it. But regardless, I'm going to introduce <laughs> the episode. This has been a long and winding road. It's a, it's a winding path. Yeah. <laughs> this is a short one, to yeah. quote Kyle uh, off yeah, here. Yeah. So, so the idea is that, that football, whether you look at, at uh, Kitty League, you know, little, I don't know, what do you call that? It's the you Pee-wee. Know, Peewee League. Yeah. No, but there's some other. What's the name of that league that everybody calls? Pop Warner. Pop Warner. Optimus Club. Where I, where I grew up, it was Optimus Club. Optimus Prime? That's a, like a transformer. No, Optimus Club. Optimus. Like the optimists? Yes. Like I'm an optimistic person? Yes, that's what it's called. The, like an optimistic football league? Like, no, it's some kind of nonprofit organization called Optimus Club. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Well, that's now, I've heard of Pop Warner. Pop Warner, I think, is another one. That's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Or, or just Pee Wee. Or Pee Wee. Again, yeah. not to point. Back to the, I'm semicolon you here. So, so we're talking about like Little League football up to 
junior high, middle school, high school, college, pro, et cetera. Football is a huge, huge deal. The only reason I brought up Tom Landry, I'd never even close that thought out. There was a quote from Coach Landry, and it said, football is to Texas what religion is to a priest. Isn't that funny that Coach would say that? Yeah. But there's something to it. You know. Well, and Tom Landry was Catholic, so he would know. Right. So, so anyway, <laughs> not sure how that ties. But, but anyway, it's, it, it, it's a great analogy. He knew both sides of it. I, <laughs> I literally almost fell to the floor. That was so stupid. <laughs> but it's important. And so in the age of a pandemic, so you've got to ask the question, what's the impact that no football, like we already know, the State Fair of Texas is not – it's not happening. Yeah, it was, should be happening like now. We yeah. should be kicking it off in the now or in the next week. We should do an episode on talk about that. Yeah, because now you can get, you know what? Here's a little aside. Did you know that you can get a Fletcher's corn dog right now? And I don't know how long it is, but where, where are they selling it? At like Waterburger or a something? Few, a few fast food. I think there's more than one. Yeah, yeah they're selling the Fletcher's corn dog mm-hmm. because they're not selling it. At the state fair, yeah, and they only sell at the state fair, which doesn't so make any sense. So that's their only opportunity. That just doesn't make any sense. I think it's great. They're I mean, so if good. I go work for a month, a year, and then I'm off for the rest of the year, I guess. Let's so. get some. Let's get some corn dogs. Uber Eats over here, right yeah, now. and we'll do an episode on the on the Fletcher's corny dog. Oh, love That'd be Fletcher's a good episode. Corn dog, so good. My mouth's watering. <laughs> I know. I'm really <laughs> hungry. Now. Well, anyway, so we know that because of COVID, the state fair of Texas is not going forward this year. We also know. That because Such of COVID, <laughs> because, well, you're making it random. So we also know because of COVID, there's a lot of things that have shut down. A lot of businesses have been affected. A lot of schools have been affected going to online. And now we know that football is massively affected. There's mm-hmm. a lot that aren't doing it. Yeah, that's right. But so my question is, what impact to Texas does that have of not having High school, college, or pro football during the fall. Now we're we're going to have it. It's pro football is going to like <clears throat> kind of like football in the bubble. You know, it's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. Like Cowboys and Texans are going to play. But oh, and, and you know what? You can go. I heard that there was some markup on the Cowboy tickets. They were set. They're not selling season tickets. Mm-hmm. They're selling single game tickets, and they marked the price up. How can you do that? I mean, it's Jerry Jones. It's COVID. Yeah. Is it because of the reduced capacity? Probably. It's got to be. It's got to be. So there's yeah. a premium because you get to go? Right. And like right. spread. And watch your big screen Jerry Jones TV. That big screen is awesome. Yeah. Man, it's awesome in that stadium. I, I, I'm not going to pay to go see it, though. Really? Yeah, I'll watch it here. Why would I do that? Yeah, you get the big screen? Yeah, oh, it's, almost, back. it's almost as big as that. <laughs> Just kidding. Perspective, perspective wise, it's I about watch, the same. I'll watch it at home, too. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not paying that. If you're sitting up in the stands, that big screen in that stadium is about the same size as like your TV. Oh, my gosh. That right. thing is awesome. And you can't right. avoid it, right? <clears throat> yeah. You want to watch the live action, but you, you can't. Yeah, you can't help yourself, yeah. but look at that massive screen. Yeah, anyway, so, so just watching TV with an uncomfortable chair. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So so let's get back to it. Did you know that that the impact per game in Austin of an of a University of Texas Longhorn game is around sixty three million dollars per game to the Austin economy? Whoa. Wow. I did not know that. And wow. I think it's got to be the same for A&M and Baylor and SMU and TCU and all this. Mm-hmm. It is a huge economic impact for the local economy. But you know what? 
it's a big impact for the high schools to their local towns too. Mm-hmm. For I mean, you think about it, it's the lodging, it's the travel, it's the apparel, it's um, you know just all of that. It's the advertising. Believe it or not, at the stadiums, it may be small fries compared to you know the Cowboys or Texans or UT, mm-hmm. but it still generates a lot of income. And if you're not having those games, that's a huge impact. Yeah. So how do you feel about that? I just feel like it's just kind of part of where we're at right now, but yeah. it's also a real, real bummer. It is a bummer. It's a bummer, especially for kids that are like in their senior year, right? If right. this is your last year to play right. on a football team. So so let's talk about practically. <laughs> so there there was an article that came out in LA Times, and it was really good. It was, a, uh, believe it or not, LA, and they're talking about Alito. Alito is a school on the outside of Fort Worth, a great big school. I think they're 5A, maybe 6A. And they've won state championships for years and years and years. They're really, really good. Great program. And the LA Times article highlights what uh, – and so they're going to move forward. But the So when you look at the Texas high school football program, it's broken in 1A up to 6A, and there's two divisions per A. And so the 4A, I think you're right, a lot of the 3A, 2A, 1A, and 6-man have all said we're not playing uh, or limited that greatly but the 4a went ahead and started first and then the fives and six a's are are waiting until mid to late september before they start their season and why is that i don't know Uh, honestly i don't know there's a huge fear factor on the spread of covid in the schools and so many of the bigger schools have opted to delay oh i see I until late okay. September, like September's 26th is the opening day for a lot of the face-to-face. They're gotcha. all doing online until then. And uh, a lot of the 4A schools decided, for some reason, I guess since they're smaller, we're going to go ahead and start in mid-August in person-to-person school. And so mm-hmm. they did. And so then once they started in-person school, then the football game started as well. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a huge uh, impact on uh the actual games, and we've been personally affected. I'm like, okay, we can't go because I. The, the reason is, is you've got so if you have a a home high school football game, you've got fifty percent occupancy for your stands as a max. Everybody's got to be masked up. The opposing team's band, dance team. Uh, I think they're sending cheer, but they're certainly not sending band and dance teams to the away game Mm -hmm. and so you're just limiting greatly who can be in that stadium so it's the players and the coaches and basically the parents and then the home team band and the home team dance team the home team cheerleader all that but then that's it so like for example an argyle game where kevin and i live in argyle this little town outside of uh, dfw south of denton and um I, you know the tickets went like that i mean yeah so they're state they're phased in right so Sammy is a senior this year. Yeah. Um, and she's on drill team, so she's on the field for every home game. And so for parents of students who are participating in the game, whether right. it's football or drill team or whatever. Or band, yeah. Yeah, those tickets were available on Mondays. Yeah. Right? So Kendra got up early. You get to get you know, in. Got online, no problem. Got the tickets. Yeah. But what you can't do is you can't buy season tickets. Like, mm-hmm. we've always had season tickets with assigned seats. There's yeah. none of that. So yeah. You got to get in there. You got to get it. And then the day of the game, uh, they opened up the stadium at 6 a.m. Well, no, to continue that story, for Gen Pop, like me, 
they open up 250 seats on Thursday at noon. By 12.05, those 250 oh, seats were gone. Right, right, right. Because yeah. Amy and I would have gone. I yeah. mean, we, we love seeing them, but yeah. even yeah. with masks and all that, I don't know. There's a little weird feeling about oh, You know, really it, was actually, it was actually very enjoyable. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't funky, really. It was mm. kind of like just being at a game where it wasn't super crowded, which yeah. never happens at Argyle. It's always jam-packed, yeah. you know. Right. But, you know, some of the away games that we would go to, you know, Argyle travels really well, but sometimes yeah. you would have some space at some of those games. It kind of felt like that. Yeah, I see. And then wearing the mask. But Kendra had to get up there, uh, or someone, and Kendra ended up doing it because she was on her way to school anyway. But you had to go up at 6 a.m. on the morning of the game. Oh. And, like, pick your seat, and you had to leave your stadium chairs there. Oh, and I was like, why are they doing that? Kinder said, well, they don't want to have like this rush of people at the time of the game all crowding up to try to get hmm. a seat. Interesting. So, I mean, you certainly didn't have to do that. You could have just shown up and got the leftovers. But, yeah. you know. So, it was different in that regard, right. too. Well, it's different for us because we didn't go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so then we're live streaming it on a YouTube channel. So, the last two, I mean, we played two games. And uh, Amy and I have live streamed it on YouTube just so we can watch. I know all these boys. They, you know, they they're all my kids' age, and mm -hmm. I know them all, so I enjoy watching them. Yeah, and then uh, what I heard though was on the live stream, at least uh, for the first game, I heard there was no like music with the drill team when they were uh -uh. performing. So no. I don't no, know. You're just watching them. You're like, oh, yeah. that that was nice. And the audio that night was really jacked up across yeah. the board. And then unfortunately, the second one. I mean, I basically had to turn the sound down because you talk about a homer call. It was the other team's broadcasters that were live streaming on the, and it was just, it was just like you know, it was funny because they were just hometown <laughs> heroes talking about their boys and what's going back. Texarkana, yeah. yeah, yeah, which was fine. I mean, yeah. hey, that's that's what we do, but. Yeah. Uh, but I guess, I guess the other thing is, you know, I, I think the boys have. Uh, some kind of covering on their... It's clear. You can't really see it. But I think there is a plastic thing across their face mask, right? So, so some choose to do that, some don't. Oh, so it's optional. Yeah, because, okay. like, for example, the article, the LA Times article on Alito, um, that coach, for example, said, no, I'm not doing it because they, there's the risk of them fogging up and then they lose perspective in the middle of the play or the middle of the game. What what I understood was it wasn't over their eyes, but just over the I hope the so. mouth area. I, I, I hope so. But so is I it the coach that. that opts in or out, or I, is it the player, individual player? I don't know the answer to that. And then I, uh, I, I just know that when helmet comes off, the mask has to go up for the player no, yeah. ma no matter what. Yeah, and then uh, for the girls, for the drill team, they, they don't have to wear a mask when they're dancing. But yeah. if they're not dancing, they have to wear a mask. Yeah. Right, so... Like they line up at the tunnel, you know, at the beginning of the game or at after halftime when the team runs through the tunnel, they line up there. So since they're just kind of standing there, not dancing, they have to wear them. Yeah, you know, throw the mask on. Right. But at the halftime show, they didn't have the mask on. So right. It's kind of cool. So anyway, it it's is a little cool. weird, but it wasn't. Well, it wasn't the same as before, but it wasn't as weird as I thought it would be. Actually, well, the whole the whole thing is weird in that you know you're you're talking about we're. We're socially distancing. We're trying to minimize uh, spread of coronavirus because we know it's airborne through whatever. And if I get close to you, then if you've got it, there's a good chance I'm going to get it just by breathing the air that you've been exhaling. And 
for us to think, oh, well, football, no big deal, a high, heavy contact, you know, face-to-face, you know, and these boys are spitting, sweating, whatever, all over each other. Yeah, there's a good chance that if they've got it, they can spread it. So then the what, what I've heard is the coaches are doing everything they can to isolate the players to not to be basically as healthy as long as they possibly can so they can keep playing and don't mm. have to shut that player or those players down yeah. into quarantine. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? So crazy. It's crazy. And then there are so many like the you know the Pac 12, Pac 10, Pac 12 and the there are a bunch of the big college conferences that have already shut down. They've just said we're scrapping we're the doing, season. Yeah. Yeah, we're just that. not doing it. And so and then, you know, I I've been reading, you know, all these college campuses are just rampant i mean they've got a lot of rampant spread with you know kids coming back to school and having parties or whatever and and ignoring the the face mask stuff. so i mean it's still a massive problem and then we probably are going to see yet a second spike in the fall winter you know along mm-hmm. with all the flu and we all come back indoors and we're around each other and we may get lax with our mask wearing and all you know, it's a it's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. It's a hot mess. This is kind of off topic, but I've heard that they're starting to find cases of people getting it for the second time. Mm, I've heard that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I've heard that. It's crazy. And then the question is, did you? You know, you can say, did you? Did you really have it the first time, or or not? Did you get a different strain of it the first time or not? Or, or did you truly get the thing twice? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that that was anatomically possible for you to get the same thing twice. But anyway, I'm not an infectious control person. So um, anyway, so back to the impact of football. So it's, it's a major part of Texas, especially in the fall. I mean, this is, I mean, think about when you and I came up with this idea. We came up with this idea at a football game, a high true. school football game. That's true. It's kind of part of kind of Texas life. It's part of our culture. It's it's kind of uh, it's when you see everybody in your local hometown. It's part of what you do. It's fun. You get to see everybody play. The cheerleaders go. The drill team do their thing. It's it, the I had I'm a, I was a band dad. I loved watching my daughter you know, do the band. I mean, it was just amazing. I mean, we had a blast. That's, you just have a blast, even whether you're in school. And and then all the, it, it's fun because when you think about all the little groups that happen at a high school football game, all the little kids up through basically high school are basically just playing tag and tackle and all kinds of goofy stuff in the way back, you know, parents could care less. They're like, oh, they're just playing with their friends. Mm-hmm. And then you get all the high school kids that aren't playing in one of the different groups they're just whatever, hanging out, loving time, just being with each other, alone, separated, apart from, you know, underneath the lights, away from parents. Parents, we're all just enjoying visiting with each other, right? And then you get these massive groups of the band, drill team, football players, et cetera, that are doing great things, and it's fun to watch. Yeah. Anywho. I always loved being in, like, the student section at the uh, whenever I went to Flyer Mountain, and I would, like, just be with my buddies and this, yeah. we would just be like goofing off it's and so yelling fun. and like, <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Those yeah, are just, always fun. And then like all the other kids would like, there would be like a group of kids down at like the front row and they would just be going absolutely insane. Yeah. And, yeah. You yeah. get the kids that actually really care about the act, action on the field. <laughs> yeah. right. And then you got 90% behind them that just like to be with each other off, and yeah. just goof off. Yeah, those are always so fun. Yeah, but what do you think? So I think I'm going to throw out a number for you. I think the economic impact on COVID for high school football 
in Texas is probably $500 billion. Wow. I'm kidding. I just made that up. But it's a big number, right? <laughs> no idea. It's a big number. It's got to be a big number. And, and, and so there's two impacts. There's one, there's an economic impact, but there's also a cultural impact. So, right? Because like people like you and me, we just get to the game and we're just goofing around, laughing and mucking it up and whatever. I mean, yeah, I feel like the, at the high school level, it's cultural. Yeah. And it's kind of the bummer factor for the kids. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. And and now, especially for the schools that don't get to play, like they've said, we're we're done. Like a lot of the private schools, a lot of the smaller schools, they're just not they're just not gonna do it. Or if they have a flare up, they're not gonna get to play. And they just don't get that opportunity. Maybe it's their senior year and they just don't get to do it. Yep. 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 You know, and you may have some kids that were just killing it in football and looking forward to, you know, maybe taking it to a new level in their senior year, getting recruited by a college. I mean, that could impact, right. you know, that could impact their college career. You it know, could. they don't uh, have that those could Those could have been future NFL players. Right. That's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, we're... So, speaking of NFL or the professional sports in general, how are they making money on these games when there's, like, nobody there? At this point, do, it's got to be TV ads. Do they still get... Like advertising dollars, and is that enough to carry the day? I, I mean, I think Andrew's on to something. I think the big dollars are the TV contracts, but I don't know that. I, I heard the the guys, the local guys on the ticket the other day were talking about ticket sales and ticket revenue is a huge kind of an undergirding for the financial performance of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And so it's almost like the investors watching, you know, and, and they like I'm in hospital care and I look at hospital volumes and I, I can tell you. If a, a hospital is doing well or not, based on the volumes or the throughput of that, maybe it's the same thing with football. Is like, oh, my ticket sales are X, therefore you're healthy. Mm-hmm. And if ticket sales are down, or if you have a year of COVID where you can't play and you can only, I mean, just the numbers are huge. Yeah. I mean, you got to you know take Cowboy Stadium, what holds about a hundred thousand people. Yeah, they sell it out every game. They do for ridiculous amounts you know, per so ticket. So if you just take just even a low amount of 300 bucks a ticket, which is probably cheap on average. Mm-hmm. It's like 30 million bucks per game. Jeez. Right? That's huge. You know? And, I mean, yeah, the Cowboys just rake in tons and tons of cash from all kinds of merchandising, yeah. TV ads, you yeah, know, so they're because lo- they're the Cowboys. Yeah, they're losing but, all that. You don't yeah. need to wear, if if we're all stuck at home looking at the TV, who cares what you wear? Yeah. You can be in your pajamas while you're watching the <laughs> right. Cowboys play the Steelers or whatever. Right, who right, cares? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That's, so it's 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 crazy. I mean, the numbers are just mind yeah mind boggling in well, some ways. It, yeah, I'm but. curious to see how this is all going to shake out this fall. With uh, I mean, you and I are passionate about high school football because we still have kids in it, and um, hopefully we'll get to watch and enjoy a little bit of that. But um, do you hear the latest on Dak? No. Jerry Jones made a comment, I think it was yesterday or sometime this past week. I think he was on, it wasn't, he wasn't on the ticket. He was on the other one, the Wolf, uh, not the Wolf, but uh, the 105.3. Mm-hmm. Your um, fan. Yeah, the fan, the mm-hmm. fan. And they were asking him, he said, you know, we just, we think he's going to be here. We want him here. He's the man forever. He said, we just looked at the numbers and we don't know how to predict our business over the next two or three years due to mm. this pandemic. And, you know, so we're giving him $30 million for this year. But he said, looking at how to even put a number on it, I, I couldn't come up with a number. Mm. Is basically what he said. 
Which I thought was an interesting spin that I had not heard before. What's the uh, situation with Dak? I'm not doing a sports podcast anymore, so yeah. I'm out of... Out well, of he, no, he's just in it, a contract. His year. contract was up last year. Yeah. And oh, so okay. all through the year, they were talking about you know how they would sign a long-term contract. Because he is the franchise quarterback, right? Yeah, so they were between a four- and a five-year contract. And, I mean, it was ridiculous amounts per year they were talking about. Mm-hmm. And he demanded a five, and they basically walked away from each yeah. other. Because... Cowboys wanted him to have a four, and Dak wanted a five, and you know, so they couldn't they couldn't agree on that. So now Jerry's blaming it on COVID, basically. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what. Uh, speaking of getting off topic, literally on my bike ride today, I just I just finished this audio book called Station Eleven. It's a book about a pandemic that occurs that I'm reading during a pandemic. How do you like that? Mm. Except it is grotesque. It's like off the charts. They have this thing called the Georgia flu that comes through and it kills. 299 out of 300 people. The Georgia flu? That's fictitiously speaking. And so it basically wipes out 99 point something percent of humanity. So you have a collapse. So it goes like the the 0.4% of people that survive are like killing each other. They can't do electricity. The internet turns off. Electricity turns off. Water turns off. Right. You're killing deer for food, and you get in packs, and I mean it's, it's the collapse of humanity, and it just it was it's so interesting because there's a lot of interesting applications around that. That, I mean, Jerry may be right. I don't think he's right. I think he's using that as he's I think using, he's using it as spin. If we had a a pandemic that was significantly more mortal, then that's different. Right. Right now, what we're seeing is this is not as mortal as what it certainly could be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't think we're going to have complete societal collapse. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> so. And I don't think the Cowboys are going to be hurting yeah. you know, once the games restart. So. I, I will tell you, I'm not advocating or endorsing that book, Station Eleven. You're not? Not at all. It's not that good. It's just not a good book? <laughs> no. It's fiction. It's an interesting concept. I really wanted to read because a friend of mine told me, hey, read this book. It's about a pandemic during a pandemic. Isn't that clever? I'm like, yeah, okay, so I'll read it anyway. Have you read The Andromeda Strain? No. It's a Michael Crichton book. I should. It I, came out in the early 70s. Yeah, no, I remember that. I love Crichton. I do too. I just haven't read it. He's, yeah. so, he's so technical. Oh, yeah, he's one of my favorite authors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'd be a good one to read. Yeah, I should go read that. Yeah. I got about 10 more that I'm supposed to read before that, but regardless. <laughs> okay, well, hey. Um, boy, we were laser focused today on this football topic. I love it. I love how we get on a topic and we're just laser focused on just seeing it through. I got so, hairy legs. It's just been such a random. So thing. thanks, Kevin, for Come just on, man. <laughs> all these Biden comments. What? What are know. you political or something? No, it's just random. <laughs> just, just kidding. Random testing <laughs> is a double-edged sword. Oh my! Your Semites, Yosemite. How can he? How can he butcher Yosemite that bad? I don't know. Because he's just reading. Yosemites. You know, he's just reading. He doesn't know what he's talking about. What do you about. call somebody that basically lives in the Yosemite Valley? I don't know, but that's not even what he was trying to talk about. Is that not it? No, he's talking about Yosemite itself. So, oh. uh, Yo- Yosem- 
Yosemitian? Yeah, he was Yo- Yosemite. Yosemite. Not the people. I'd like to know what you call somebody that lives down in the Yosemite Valley. Yosemites. Yosemites. <laughs> Yosemites. <laughs> no, not that. It sounds like one of those Old Testament tribes. It does. You know, yeah. like, one of the 12 tribes. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, no. One of their enemies. You oh. know, like, yeah, we used to go in and kill the Canaanites and the yeah. Yosemites and the <laughs> Jesemites and... Well, if that were the case, it probably would have started with a J. Yeah. <laughs> the Yosemites. Oh, man. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. We'll wrap it up. Hey, I appreciate everybody listening to us. Uh, any closing thoughts on this fantastic topic we just no, talked about? This is major ADD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought we were laser locked in. It was fantastic. The impact of uh, coronavirus covered, on high school football. Basically. We covered a lot of ground. It's yeah. A lot of material. Right. Yeah. yeah. This, this is like a, what, what's it called, Andrew, when it's a podcast where there's just not a single topic. It's like multiple topics. Like a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> a show about nothing. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. Sometimes there's certain podcasts where it'll be just like, hey, you know, this is, we discussed these topics today. You right. Know, join in and listen to us ramble. That right. kind of a style. That's what this felt like. Well, this Smorgasbord. Is, this yeah. is nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, I, thought we were, <laughs> I thought we were locked on. Oh, so man. So well played. Well played. All right. All right. All right. Well, hey, appreciate y'all listening to us. Yeah, look us up. We're on uh, iTunes, Spotify, and all the other stuff out there. So find us and leave us a review. We really enjoy reading those reviews. I do. Yeah, they are very motivating. So adios. Adios.